right, Thursday night, and we are live. Hope everybody's doing good. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Just a couple, well, a couple things off of the pregame there. I just had to make sure that everybody has these statistics. When it comes to the whole, when you have the investigation into the, you know, you have Hunter Biden being subpoenaed, James Biden being subpoenaed, you know, for the investigation into the Biden businesses, which are noticeably, of course, very, very corrupt. And it's very easy to tell they're corrupt because you have to ask. Now, so far, what we found, not when I say we, I mean Congress has found, that the Bidens themselves have received $15 million from foreign entities, foreign businesses. We know that. Now, what we have to always ask is, what goods or services do they provide for $15 million? Because they got $15 million spread over 23 shell companies. Number one, go eat shell company. Shell company number one, shell company number two, shell company number three, shell company number 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, and 23. And ask yourself or ask them, tell us exactly what good or service this company provides. That's all we want to know. When you have, you know, where you have uh, James Biden giving Joe Biden a check for $200,000 for a repayment of a loan, which is very much standard fraud. That's the way a lot of people cover their tracks is to say that things weren't things that are not loans were loans. It's also a way to hide money from uh, the IRS and various other things. But anyway, we just need to know, okay, when it comes to that $200,000 that I can't remember whether James or Frank Biden repaid to Joe Biden, what was the $200,000 for? Because that's going to be easily traceable because we know that through the Biden administration, every $600 or more transaction in the United States in the United States banking system is tracked by the IRS, by the federal government. We know that. So $200,000 between the Bidens should be tracked. We should be able to, we should be able to, to find out exactly what was that $200,000 loan for, right? James Biden. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Aaron. Yep. So it's James Biden that wrote, that wrote the check. Matter of fact, he wrote two checks. One was James Biden. One was his wife for a total of $240,000. And it happened to cover the exact same amount <laughs> that was, that was due to Joe Biden or James Biden. Can't remember how it all worked. From a Chinese entity, of course, <laughs> that came in from a Chinese entity or foreign entity. So we know that $15 million has come in to these 23 Biden shell companies. Now, Joe Biden has lied about his involvement with his son's overseas business dealings, which he has said countless times. And believe me, I didn't really want to get into this, but I just can't help it. This is for you to send to liberal pundits. Just simply ask them whether it's Brian Krasenstein, Ed Krasenstein, whatever it may be, whoever it may be. Ask them, just say, you know what, just explain to us what goods or services these shell companies provide. That's all we want to know. You, we're, not, we're not saying that it's illegal or anything else right now. Just explain to us what goods or services any of these Joe Biden slash Hunter Biden slash James Biden slash Frank Biden or any of their wives, explain to us what goods or services any, when they were getting wanting to get the money, when we have the notorious WhatsApp message where, Hunter Biden is sitting there uh, talking to his cohort cohort inside of China for CEFC, a Chinese uh, fuel company, not a fossil fuel company. He's asking them, he was not asking me, he's saying, where is my other $5 million? Where is my $5 million? My dad's sitting right here, and he's wondering where, his five, where our $5 million is. I'll take vengeance on you. My dad will take vengeance on you, all those different things. So what did that five? What was that five million dollars for? Just ask Brian Krasenstein, Ed Krasenstein, uh, Keith Oberman, or anybody else. Ask ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, MSNBC. Ask them. Just explain to us. We don't. 
We're not saying they did anything illegal. We know they did, but we're not saying they did anything illegal. We know they're influence peddling, which is a which is a federal crime. You cannot use your government position. This is different from influence peddling. To benefit your family, that's another felonious crime, which we know that that's all that Joe Biden does, Pelosi does, Mitch McConnell does, and various other people on Capitol Hill. Most most people on Capitol Hill are committing numerous felonies on a yearly basis. But Joe Biden 16 times said he had nothing to do at he didn't say he was not involved with his overseas his son's overseas business dealings. That was changed by Karine Jean. Yeah, that was changed to her, changed <laughs> in her in her laminated talking points. So she can never talk on her own because she's too stupid. But she is a lesbian. She's black, so that qualifies her to be the press secretary for the White House. But it was changed to Joe Biden has never been involved with his uh, son's overseas business dealings. That's not the question. The question was, have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? So that was changed. And Joe Biden lied 16 times and said, not only was he never involved, he says he's never even spoken to Hunter Biden about his overseas business deals. Never spoken to him, James, or Frank, or anybody else about right. their overseas business deals. 16 times he said that while simultaneously meeting with his son's <laughs> overseas business partners 22 times. Oops. So he met with them more than he lied about them. <laughs> So that those are the, that's the truth. And I just love to see Brian Krasenstein, Ed Krasenstein, Brooklyn Dad, all these Goebbels pundits that are obviously being paid through ActBlue. We know that. But I would just love to explain to me why Joe Biden lied about 16 times. Explain to me why it is that Joe Biden used, I can't remember, and see if it pops into Aaron's uh, beautiful mind, <laughs> how many times Joe Biden used pseudonyms on government emails. Oh, my God. Referring to his different name, his various different names. I can't remember. It's hundreds of times, whatever it may be. But anyway, so I just always just know the statistics. Lied about it 16 times. Met with the overseas business partners 22 times. Just remember that. And got $15 million that we know about so far. That doesn't cover the other $20 million that were given to Biden-affiliated countries, uh, companies. All right, so I'm going to go over this. I don't usually do this because it's it, it's some people, I, I can find it boring, whatever it may be. But e- listen, Elon Musk, and I know all of you have already seen the clip, played it twice in the pregame. Going to play it one more time on the postgame, the 44-second clip. But I have the full clip here. It's I don't know if it's full clip. It's the four-minute clip. I usually don't show clips of over three minutes. But I'm going to show this one because it's the entire clip between Ross Sorkin, who's just a... Government bought and paid for mockingbird CIA Goebbels media whore. That's who that's who Russ Sorkin is. That's why he stands there in shock silence, where he basically when Elon Musk basically telling everybody to go get blanked. Stood there in stock shock, uh, uh, shocked silence because he honestly can't believe that somebody's gonna walk away from leftist dollars, from leftist manipulation. And as Elon Musk says, leftist black man. I saw somebody on Twitter wrote, how's it black man when they're just refusing to, they're they're just deciding not to um, advertise on your platform? Well, because they don't just go to you and they don't just remove themselves. They make a phone call to you. You can ask Dana White. Dana White just did it. I can't remember. What's the name of that? Uh, Peloton. Mm. This just happened with Dana White and Peloton. Dana White, the CEO, Dana White, CEO of UFC. Peloton called up and said, we're, we're going to uh, pull our, our, our advertising from the UFC if you don't tra- change your stance on this particular political subject. It wasn't that. It was that Dana White was putting out pro-Trump on his own private. Oh, yeah. That's what it was, yep. right? Yep. His own private social media platforms, his own private accounts, putting out pro-Trump posts. And, they, and Peloton calls him up and says, <laughs> 
you need to pull those off your own private social media or we're going to pull our advertising for the UFC. And, and Dana White told them the exact same thing that Elon Musk told Disney and numerous others, I'm assuming. So since he pointed out Bob Iger, I'm assuming definitely <laughs> it was pointed towards Bob Iger. But in, right in the middle of the interview, I think I played it on the post game. I, I think I did. I played it on the post game. But Dana White goes, you know what? Do we have any Peloton machines in our UFC gym in Las Vegas right now? If they're in there, go in there right now and pull them out. This is what you do. Yeah. Now you're like, Elon could lose Twitter. You're better off losing Twitter than the entire uh, Western civilization. If you don't stand up to leftist manipulation, put a mask on, stand six feet apart, get an EV, act like CO2 is a problem, act like COVID's a problem, act like transgenderism is suicidal, all those different things. You don't, if, you, if you give in to that and you, you go ahead and, and you perform the required behavior, you're, not, you're like, well, I'm getting by and I'll still get my paycheck. And I, and I said this on Sunday at church. People will whore themselves. And listen, I'm middle class. I was a cop for 25 years, 1992 to 2017. I am middle class. I'm not belittling middle class at all. I'm still middle class. I'm just saying people will do anything to keep their $54,000 a year job. Yeah. They'll do anything. That's the average income for Americans, by the way, $54,000. That's the average household income, by the way. If you're making more than that, consider yourself blessed. So people will do anything. And I said this on Sunday. Like, Tom, you said this from the pulpit? Of course I said it from the pulpit. I should have had you make, put that clip on that you sent me earlier. <laughs> yeah, Matter of fact, see if you can find it and send it to the podcast. Yeah. I'll play it at some point during the podcast. Will do. Just to show people that I'm not, I'm not, I'm not lying to you. I said it from the pulpit. Yeah, you, you can just, most, most people in the middle class will bend over, grab a hold of both their ch- butt cheeks, spread them wide, and take a turkey baster full of bat- vaccine up their own rectum just to keep their own job, just to keep their job. You have to stand at some point. You're like, well, if I don't stand now, then everybody in society is going to consider me compassionate. If I, if I, if, if I, if I just don't stand now, then I get the approval of certain people in certain uh, uh, corners of society. I'll get to keep my job. I'll get to whatever. I get to stay on Facebook. I'm a conservative uh, media company, but if I, if I go ahead and just bend and comply, I get to stay on Facebook. Yeah, until they pinch, squeeze you and leverage you out of it completely and totally. You give now, you're going to give it all later. You can just be like me and give nothing ever. I don't give nothing ever. I've never stood six foot apart. I have never, I've never donned a mask, but they forced me to, to go into a hospital to visit church members that were sick, not of COVID. Whatever it may be, that was it. Okay, you, here it is. This is me <laughs> preaching. Play for me. What do you want me to do? If I gotta, if I gotta bend over, spread my butt cheeks, and take the vaccination like a turkey baster right up my own rectum, I will do it <laughs> to keep my fifty-four thousand dollar a year job. Fun. From the pulpit, I told you. I'm not listen. I, I'm not messing around. You're like Tom. Li, do you think I lose church members when I talk about spreading your butt cheeks and getting a turkey baster up the rectum? <laughs> Probably. I don't care. <laughs> I, don't, I love the people, but I'm not going to bend. I'm not going to bend, bend or bend over <laughs> to keep anybody. Yeah. And this is Elon Musk. Listen, I, every time I fall in love with Elon Musk, he lets me down. He's like, he's like that Harry Styles song, Fool's Gold, sometimes. He, I mean, I, you know, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to trust him. But listen, this is a absolute, pun intended, hallmark moment right now. What he did right here, this is what you have to do. You have to stand up to Ross Sorkin at the New York Times Book Summit. Talk, talk about a coagulation of insanity and stupidity. Ugh. The New York Times Book Summit. 
Gross. You have to go ahead and make your stand. You're like, well, now you could lose Twitter. What? Okay, it's better than it's better to lose Twitter than Twitter, Tesla, SpaceX, and every other company he owns. Yep. Because if you don't stand, they're going to take it all. They're going to leverage you out of all your own companies, and I'll show you how that'll work later on when we get into, as usual, the leverage you into one world commerce system with a single access point. So here is the entire clip, and then we'll break it down afterwards. Play for me, Will. And you're clarifying this now, um, but there's a public perception that that was part of a apology tour, if you will. That this had been said online. There was all of the criticism. There was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger today. I hope today. they stop. You hope? Uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go fuck yourself. But go fuck yourself. <laughs> is that clear? I hope it is. Hey, Bob, if you're in the audience. Well, well let me ask you then. That's how I feel. Don't about, advertise. How do you think then about the economics of, of X? If, 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 if part of the underlying model, at least today, and maybe it needs to shift, maybe the answer is it needs to shift away from advertising. Um, if, if you believe that this is the one part of your business where you will be beholden to those who uh, have this view, G what do you do? F Y. I, I understand that, but there's a reality, too. <laughs> right? Yes. No, no. I, I mean, Linda no, Yaccarino's right here, and she's got to sell advertising. Absolutely. So, um, no, no, totally. So, so no, no, actually, what, what this advertising boycott is, uh, is, is going to do, it's, it's going to kill the company. And do you think that the company... And the whole world will know that those advertisers killed the company, and we will document it in great detail. But there are, those advertisers, I imagine, are going to say, they're going to say, we didn't kill the company. Oh, yeah? They're going to say... Tell it to, tell it to Earth. But they're going to say, that, they're going to say, Elon, that you killed the company because you said these things and that they were inappropriate things and that they didn't feel comfortable on the platform, right? That's, see, that's and, what and they're going to say. And let's see how Earth responds to that. So let me, okay, this, then this goes back to... We'll, the, we'll both make our cases. Right. And we'll see what the outcome is. What are the economics of that for you? I mean, you, you have enormous resources, so you can actually keep this company going for a very long time. Would you keep it going for a long time if there was no advertising? I mean, if the company fails because of an advertised boycott, it will fail because of an advertised boycott, and that will be what bankrupted the company, and that's what everybody on Earth will know. But what do you think, then, of the... I guess this goes back to the to idea exist. of trust, though. Then and it'll I, be gone. And it'll be gone because of an advertised boycott. But, but you recognize that some of those people are going to say that they didn't feel comfortable on the platform. And I, I, wonder, I just wonder and ask you and think about that for a Tell second. Tell it to the judge. But the, but the judge is going to be... The uh, judge is the public. And you think that the public is going to say that, that Disney is making a mistake? Yes. And they're going to boycott Disney? They already are. Well, there are, there are some that are for, for, for lots of different reasons, but you think that this is going to, that you have the, this goes to actually the interesting of, of, of power saying, and leverage. Let the chips fall where they may. Let the chips fall where they may. Can I ask why, why 
that is the approach. And I, I ask it because you've been What's very... What's the other approach? Well, you've been very particular about the, I mean, the approach to Tesla. Uh, when you think about the engineering involved in that, the approach to SpaceX, the approach to um, some of the stuff you're doing with, with AI has been very specific, right? There's not a let, let the chips fall where they may approach to those businesses, I don't think. No, we focus on making the best products. And, and, and Tesla's gotten to where it's gotten with no advertising at all. I understand that. Tesla currently sells uh, two, twice as much uh, in terms of electric vehicles as the rest of uh, electric car makers in, in the United States combined. Tesla has done more to help the environment than uh, all other companies combined. Uh, it would be fair to say that, therefore, as a leader of the company, I've done more for the environment than everyone else, any single human on Earth. How do you feel about that? No, no, I, but, no, how do I feel about that? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm asking you personally how you feel about that, because this goes, we're talking about power and influence and... I'm and saying, I'm saying what, I, what, what I care about is the, the reality of goodness, not the perception of it. And what I see all over the place is people who care about looking good while doing evil. Fuck them. Okay? One. So there you go. Now, here's the thing. I've, I had Aaron. Aaron, you just throw that up for me when you can, if you're able to do yeah. that. Or I'll just go to you and you can comment on it. Just let me know. Just put it up one way or the other. But I wanted to know what exactly, because allegedly Disney pulled out of advertising on Twitter. Whenever I say Twitter, I mean X. And when I say X, I mean Twitter. Um, everyone always says, says X, formerly known as Twitter. I'm not playing that game. Just like I'm not playing the Kiev and Kiev game. <laughs> so I wanted to know what exactly it was that Elon said that caused Disney to jump off of Twitter. Now, we always need to remember who Disney is. Disney is all in favor of lopping off penises lopping off testicles, lopping off breasts, slaughtering the unborn, is now more, they support exclusively Democratic Party politicians who are all about freeing Palestine or about the Palestinian ceasefire right now and everything else. So that's you, Disney. And you're like, well, they're getting off, but Disney's getting off because allegedly Elon Musk has said something anti-Semitical, then they must be anti-anti-Semites, uh, right? That's what, No, they're, it's actually the opposite. It's like Joe Biden. Joe Biden claims to say uh, to stand with Israel while he endlessly backdoors Israel and funds Hamas. Funds Iran, which funds Hamas. And then also directly funds Hamas. You're like, Tom, that makes no sense. I understand that. There's, there's certain things that have to be said in public or Joe Biden is finished. He will lose the Jewish vote. So he says what he had, and it's amazing to me that American Jewish people fall for it, but Joe, I'm saying this to put all these people in a box because they, whether it's Bob Iger, CEO of, of, of Disney, or Joe Biden, Kamal Harris, the entire Democratic Party, they say pro-Israel things, but they actually legislate anti-Israel. That's what they do. Legislate not only in the United States, but legislate the UN as anti-Semites. Pro-Hamas anti-Semites. They say pro-Israel things to get elected and to not suffer the societal consequences of being anti-Israel, but they legislate and they act anti-Israel. That's, that's, that's who Joe Biden is. That's who Bob Iger is. He's jumping off of Twitter. It's like what I always, you always hear me say about the Anti-Defamation League with Jonathan Greenblatt. Jonathan Greenblatt claims to be a crusader against anti-Semitism. He, he's a crusader against anti-Semites. Uh, anti but he's actually an anti-Semite himself. Right. He just uses that. You're like, how can that be when he's Jewish? I don't know, just like George Soros is an anti-Semite. As a Jew, collaborated, cooperated with, with, with the Nazis as a 14-year-old boy. 
which is way past the age of decision at that point. But that's what these that's who these people really are. You have Jonathan Greenblatt who goes around, gets people kicked off of social media sites for allegedly saying anti-Semitic things while he himself is anti-Semitic. It's just like all the people in charge of governing and policing mis- and disinformation are the purveyors of mis- and disinformation. The, the, the people who want to get alleged mis- and disinformation off of social media platforms are the ones who post mis- and disinformation endlessly themselves. The only things that they're, what they do is just label something that's actually the truth as disinformation to license themselves to pull it off. Just like the anti-Semites like Jonathan Greenblatt, Joe Biden, Bob Iger, Disney, and all the rest of them, they take they try to ruin Elon Musk for being an anti-Semite, take down anti-Semitical statements while they themselves are anti-Semites, and the anti-Semitical statements aren't anti-Semitical. That's what they do, and that may sound overly complex. Well, that's because the devil operates in confusion. And you are looking at right now this guy wearing this wokeness breeds uh, weakness T-shirt is as pro-Israel as you can get. I am pro-Israel, pro-Israel against Hamas, hate what they did with COVID, hate what they did with vaccines, don't like that Benjamin Netanyahu wants a biometric medical card. I don't want any of that stuff. I'm, I'm against what I'm against. But I am pro-Israel versus Hamas, unequivocally, unambiguously, pro-Israel, and basically pro-Israel no matter what. So I'm pro because where, where do I get that from? 2 Samuel 7, 24. Deuteronomy eleven twelve. We are that these are God's whole. These are God's people. You stand with them. Now the statement that Elon Musk. Uh, this is what he said or what he responded this to. This is what he commented to. This is what he. This was yeah. This was the, this was somebody else's post. Yes. Yep. This somebody else posted on X. Jewish communities have been pushing the exact kind of dia, dialectical. Which what does that mean again? You remember? It was like their logic. Their, their lo- like, uh, dialectical yeah. hatred. Their logical alleged lo- logic logic based hatred against whites that they claim to want people to stop using against them. So probably going off of videos that have surfaced on social media of Christians being spit on in Israel. Has that happened? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's happened. Are there bad people in Israel? Yes. But do I, just, do, I just, do I side with the IDF over Hamas that cuts women's breasts off while they're raping them? Yeah. Not hard. Now, Bob Iger actually sides with Hamas. He says that he sides with Israel, Joe Biden says these sides with Israel, Israel, they actually side with the mosque because that's where their money goes. And Elon Musk responded that responded to that tweet by saying, you have said the actual truth. That's the anti-Semitical <laughs> thing, allegedly, that he said. Right. Was that Jewish people have some sort of angst against white people. Him by, him by, him by uh, Elon Musk having a tacit agreement with that, or a, a really not a tacit agreement, a real agreement with that, but it's actually a tacit statement. He, Bob Iger cancels all of his, uh, uh, and he uh, must come out publicly and said he didn't intend for that to be anti-Semitic. He's probably responding to the, the, the videos that have come up on, on Twitter, on X, that shows Israelis being violent towards Christians that are there paying tourist dollars to be there. Right. Just a fact. I don't wish, wish it wasn't true. I, wish, I could show you the videos. I mean, they're there, but it's actually true. I actually purposely don't play them because I'm trying to be, because I want to be pro-Israel. But I won't run from the truth. The truth is, Christians have been spit on and attacked in Israel for being Christians. That's a fact. That's a fact. So that's what allegedly justified Bob Iger to pull down ads on Twitter. And Elon Musk just simply said, said, you know what, I'm not going to be blackmailed. You're not going to come and tell me what I can and cannot say. Now here's where I stand. This is controversial to a lot of people, not the 619 people that are watching right now. 
If you're watching on any other platform but Rumble, go on to Rumble. Share this on Rumble. We're trying to get to 1,000 people on Rumble. How many people roughly we got on Rumble right now? We got now? 470. 470 people on Rumble right now. We're trying to get to 1,000 on Rumble alone. Try to get 1,000 on Rumble alone. So please switch over to Rumble if at all possible. This is the only free speech streaming platform there is out there. All the rest of them are communists. They're just taking over. It's done. They're controlled by the CIA, controlled by the State Department, controlled by the Biden administration. And if they're not controlled by them, they're controlled by other liberal entities and, and, and NGOs. So anyway, Elon Musk just simply says, I'm not going to be controlled. And here's the controversial statement. You should be able to say whatever you want to say. Yep. If you're not, and now listen, is all speech allowed? Not statutorily. Now, what do I mean by that? All speech is allowed except for what is called in the state of Florida assaulting somebody. Where you and assaulting somebody doesn't mean if I say to Will right now, Will stand over here. Will is a Marine, he's a big dude. There he is in the red. Okay. He, if he and I fought, I don't know who would win. Okay. If I told Will I'm gonna kill you right now, he wouldn't be scared. He would not be scared. So that even if I told him I was that's not an assault. That's actually allowed. That's that's free speech. That is permitted speech. Now, if I have a gun in my hand pointing it at Will, that is an assault. That is not free speech. That's the only f- speech that's not allowed. You're like, Tom, you can say absolutely horrible. Uh, people can say horrible, racist things. Yes. Yeah. You can, and we need to fight for their right to say it. You got, you're like, Tom, you got to be kidding. No. I'm going to listen. I hate racism. I can't stand racism. It's, you know, the reason why I hate racism more than anything is, number one, because it hurts people. Number two, a close number two, is because how stupid it is. But I defend the right for people to be racist. Should they be able to post racist things on social media platforms? Yes. It's free speech. Yep. You should not be able to orchestrate violence or put out pornography because pornography is not free speech. It's got It's governed. In different states, it is governed. It's governed basically in every state where you can't just perform pornographic acts on the street corner and, and, and <laughs> for, uh, or put out a giant screen of pornography on any street corner. It's governed by local statutes. Right. That is not free speech. But racism is, and I hate racism. It's so stupid, and it hurts people. But I'm just telling you, you should be But the problem is, here's what happens, whether, whether it's called racism, hate speech, anti-Semitism, whatever it is, those things are then morphed into governing all speech. Right. Because if it's hate, what is hate? Uh, if, if, I'm, if I'm Maxine Waters, what does she consider to be hate? Anything that's not, uh, anything that doesn't support Democratic, the Democratic Party or Democratic Party policies. That's now hate for her, so she'll take all your speech down. Yep. So Elon Musk should be, should be able to say whatever he wants. If he, and, he, and he does. But, and, 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 and Iger should have the right to not advertise on Twitter. I'm fine with that, but that's not what they do. They go and they meet and they say, if you don't take it down, we're going to stop advertising for it, which is, you have the right to do that too. I, that's fine, but they need to be exposed to the world for that, 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 that is what they are doing. They need to be exposed to the world. They brought in Iger here, Bob Iger, because Disney in 2022 lost $40 billion. <laughs> $40 billion. Crazy. Marvel, the Marvel's movie, that's tanking hard, hardcore. Everything this guy does is a colossal disaster. I don't know how these companies are even staying in business. They must have foreign entities funneling money to them or just have 
enormous, like, you know, people have no idea, like, Harvard has, like, I don't know if I remember it correctly, 20 or $30 billion mm. in the bank. So you're ever wondering, how do they survive all of their ridiculous totalitarian, um, you know, measures that they put on their students and vaccine mandates and everything else? How do they survive all of these things? Because they have 40, 20, 30, $40 billion in the bank. So I guess that's what's going on because Disney does nothing but lose money. That's all they've done for the last for the last 45 months and 15 days to flatten the curve. All they've done is all they do is lose money. So here's Bob Iger responding to Elon Musk. Some of this, I'm only going to play part of this. I played the whole clip on the pregame. I'm going to play play uh, just part of it in his direct response to Elon Musk. All right, play it for me, Will. I mentioned X, and we're going to see Elon Musk in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you stopped advertising on X. We did. Tell us about that decision. Um, I, you know, I have a lot of respect for Elon and what he's accomplished and not just, you know, one business, but a few businesses. And we know Elon is larger than life in, in many respects and that his name is very much tied to the companies he either has founded or he owns, whether it's Tesla of, you know, or, or SpaceX, mm-hmm. SpaceX, 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 or now X. Mm-hmm. And by him taking the position that he took in quite a public manner, um, we just felt that the association with that position and, and Elon Musk and X was not necessarily a positive one for us. And we decided we would pull our advertising. And you are- back to me. So this is a guy who wants to fund Hamas, though. You're like, Tom, he never said that. He votes for the people, carries out the policies and procedures of the people, who fund him out. He politically supports via his finances, via his political ideology, via his political ideology that he puts on, on the on the on the production, the Disney productions, the Disney videos, the Disney movies. He supports the funders of Hamas. He supports Hamas. He supports from the river to the sea. Palestine will be free. That's what he but then takes down, takes his advertising down. Because Elon Musk says something that he deems to be anti-Semitic. He being anti-Semitic himself because he funds Hamas, funds the funder of Hamas, funds the man, Joe Biden, who funds Hamas directly, $700 million in the UN to Hamas, $100 million last month to Hamas, billions of dollars to Iran, who funds Hamas. That's who Bob Iger votes for. So he himself is anti-Semitic, Taking down Elon Musk, or not not taking down Elon Musk, refusing to advertise on Elon Musk's platform because Elon Musk is allegedly anti-Semitic while Bob Iger is anti-Semitic in all of his actions. If you fund Hamas and you vote for the people that fund Hamas, then you yourself are anti-Semitic, but then you're taking down somebody or you're refusing to advertise with somebody who's anti-Semitic. Some other stats just coming out of Disney. Bob Iger, he sits up there in his little... uh, pompous little pose acting it's amazing all these people whether they're democratic politicians republican politicians too they go up to podiums like this and they're always acting like you know what uh we're your leaders we're your superiors right we're the experts these are people who have launched us into 34 trillion dollars worth of debt two hundred thousand dollars for each and every family in america is in debt right now because of that uh, $34 trillion worth of debt that we're in. And they come up and they, I mean, imagine, like if I had sunk us into, if, like right here, if I, Foundation Church. Yeah. We're, we're, in, we're in the black. We have, well, we, we pay a mortgage for this building. But other than that, we have no other debt, right? Oh, 
No other debt. So we pay our building. But if I had lost all the money and we were millions of dollars in debt, <laughs> I would not be going up to my congregation with pompous arrogance and <laughs> acting like I know what I'm doing. Right. But we had Pelosi go up to a podium, Mitch McConnell, Mitt Romney uh, pontificating recently. I'll vote for any Republican except for Trump or Ramaswamy. Who cares? What you think, you're an idiot. Yep. You, you have launched us into the cesspool of $34 trillion worth of debt. Why would anybody care what you think? Iger is nothing but a galactic failure. He was brought back to bring sanity into Disney because all Disney is doing is pimping and whoring the transgender homosexual movement. And because he is such a cuck, you know all these guys. At home, their wife tells them, you stand up now. Okay, you jump. How high, dear? You come here. They're, you know, they're just absolute just cucks. Just absolute cowards. I mean, that's who these guys are. He, he can't stand up to anything. He was brought into Disney to bring in sanity. And he's such a cuck, he can't do it. Just Aaron sent me some stats here. Avengers Endgame in 2019, that was before Iger came in, made uh, $350 million opening weekend. The Marvels just made $47 million. That's opening. They're hemorrhaging hundreds of millions on that move on that movie alone. Hit it, Aaron. It is the lowest opening weekend for Disney since 2008. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty good. 17 year run. Here's their here's their stock report right here. You can put that up up. Will there it is? They see that little last little uh, red dot at the end. See where Disney was and see where Disney is. Bob Iger. Bob Iger took over in 2022. Boy, he's doing good, isn't he? <laughs> Look at that 2022 to 2023. And he comes up with his pompous arrogancy, arrogance up on that stage and acting like he knows what he's talking about. Oh, uh, was it SpaceX? Uh, he knows what it is. <laughs> was it SpaceX? Uh, yeah. Elon Musk could Bob buy Bob Iger a thousand times over, times a thousand. <laughs> yeah. And he's going to act like that on that stage. All right. So let me just show you some other stuff here. I don't know even where I'm at. Where am I at, Will? In wokeness? Yes, All right. Here's, here's a Disney exec. We've played this before. Under Bob Iger's leadership, play for me, Will. I'm, I'm here as a mother of, of two queer children, actually. Um, uh, one transgender child um, um, and one pansexual child. Um, and, and also as a leader. Um, and that was the thing that really got me because I have heard so much from so many of my colleagues over the course of the last couple of weeks um, in open forums and through emails and phone conversations and um, I feel a responsibility to speak, um, not just for myself, but for them, um, to all of us. We, we had a we had an open forum last week at 20th where, um, again, the home of, of really incredible groundbreaking LGBTQIA stories over the years where um, one of our execs stood up and said, you know, we only have a handful of queer leads in our content. And I went, what? I, that can't be true. And I and I and I realized, oh, it, it actually is true. We have many, many, many LGBTQIA characters in our stories. And 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 yet we don't have enough leads um, and narratives in which gay characters just just get to be characters um, and, and not have to be about gay stories. And so um, that's been very eye opening for me. 
Um, and and I I can tell you um, it's something that I feel perhaps had this moment not happened, um, I as a leader and me as my colleagues would not have focused on. And and going forward, um, I, I certainly will be more so. I know that we will be. And um, and I hope this is a moment where shoot um, the fifty percent of the tears. <laughs> Sorry, are coming. Um, uh, we don't, we just don't allow each other to go backwards. People like this woman are just so pathetic. So just imagine the odds. Now, I believe <laughs> that homosexuals make up 0.1% of the entire population in America. Yeah, I think so. And lo and behold, she's two for two in her house. <laughs> so uh, none of those kids were propagandized for day one, right? And, it, and it's hard, very difficult. She says she has two queer children. One's pansexual. So if you're pansexual you don't qualify as queer because you're you're sexually attracted to everything like a doorpost you'll see some pansexual up in a doorpost so let's just see she has a pansexual which is not queer because that would be homosexual but she has a pansexual and a transsexual and what does trans mean anyway because i mean you have a man identifying as woman a woman identifying as man but there is no man and there is no woman. So what are you actually identifying as? Right. If you have a man who's identifying a woman, but maybe that man who considers himself a man is actually a woman. So you have a man, <laughs> <laughs> you have a man who is actually a woman identifying as a man who's now identifying as a woman. <laughs> so what does it even mean? <laughs> it's just absolute confusion. But this is a woman who's making content for Disney, a high level producer of Disney content. Tommy, you saying run from Disney? Yeah, I'm saying run from Disney. Yeah, run from Disney. I, I've got Hulu. I'm gonna cancel Hulu. I didn't know they. I didn't. I don't even. I didn't know what they were. So I've got Hulu. I'll cancel Hulu as soon as the month's out. I won't renew it. Um, Ian Miles Chong tweet because this is what he's talking about here. Cancel Hulu. Cancel Disney Plus are now both breakout trends on Google Trends as viewers apparently respond to their efforts to censor and cancel Elon Musk and X. Fate loves irony. Look at the requests going up to cancel those. That's what needs to happen. And I've used this example many times, whether it's the NFL with the empty stadiums, which we documented on this podcast. The NFL learned, uh, keep your big gap shut. They still do stupid crap. They still have their little, little, you know, their little, you know, whatever, little statements here, little statements there. But notice they're not doing any of the big, giant propaganda initiatives anymore. Right. Don't see that anymore. Don't see them behind defund the police anymore. Don't see them being anti-American anymore. A lot of pro-military stuff. They're backing down because they learned. You know, they were never going to go out of business because of us. But I stayed away from the from the NFL for all of 19. I think maybe all of 18, all of 19, all of 20, all of 21. And I started watching them last year and Thanksgiving. So three, four years, I didn't watch any NFL. Yeah. Zero. And I was a lifetime NFL guy, big time Washington Redskins fan, not commanders, <laughs> Redskins fan. Um, but they learned when we called them, we canceled because they were doing a lot of defund the police stuff. When we called and canceled, they, you know, uh, direct TV, because that was when direct TV get the NFL Sunday ticket on direct TV. Now it's on screw tube. But they said lots of people are doing it. They know that nobody wants to lose billions and the NFL lost billions. That's what Bob Iger needs to learn. He is learning it. He's not sleeping well at night unless he sleeps well at night while his country, his company is losing tens of billions of dollars a month. 
and and, and all of his new uh, box office, uh, and all of his new movies are tanking at the box office. Oh yeah, he's not sleeping well at night. That's what needs to happen. While well, these other movies, we got John Wick four, blockbuster. Oh yeah, Top Gun, blockbuster, Ghostbusters, blockbuster. Yep. And why, why were they all blockbusters? Because there was no wokeness in them, none. Zero. Just we don't, we're not asking for you to have pro-Trump stuff on there. You know what I want? I don't want to even want pro-Trump when I go to the movies. Yeah. I don't want pro-Trump. I don't want pro-Republican, pro-Democrat. I just want to go to the freaking movies yep. and be left alone. Same thing when I'm watching football. I don't want your political ideology. I don't want nothing. Come on. I want to watch the football game. Yep. Leave me alone. What you do in your private life as an athlete, go ahead and do it. I don't care. Are you, what do you, you do in your private life as an actor and actress? That's fine. Do whatever you want to do. If you use your platform, you use your, uh, your fame and your fortune to, uh, to usher in uh, Democratic Party politicians, to elect Democratic Party politicians, uh, you use your, your celebrity platform as a political platform, then I'll be done with you. I'll boycott you, and I have done it millions, oh, you know, millions of times, lots and lots of times. So get rid of get rid of Hulu. I'm gonna get rid of Hulu. All right, let's move on to COVID vaccines. Is that where we're at, Will? I'm at Robert W. Malone. All right, making sure I'm on the right spot here. I screw. I routinely screw up this podcast so bad. So I just want to make sure before I launch in. So that's the end of the Musk thing. Everybody has to stand. If you don't stand, you're gonna lose the whole country. Yes, he might lose Twitter X. He might. Without any advertising, what I think will happen is that there's lots of conservative company, companies. Mm-hmm. Everyone just needs to buy ads on on X and support the man. All right, so Robert W. Malone uh, video here. I wanted to show you this. Now, I launched into this. Um, we were pretty much ahead of the curve on this podcast here, this uh, Dr. Cadillac stuff. Now, this was uh, the former assistant secretary for, prepare, uh, for preparedness and response at HHS, says Dr. Uh, Fauci and Dr. Collins, it's Francis Collins, and himself decided to divert attention away from the lab, lab leak theory. Now, why would these guys be diverting attention away from the lab leak theory? Because Francis Collins... Anthony Fauci and Cadillac funded gain-of-function research that created COVID-19. It's always the same story. The left creates the problem that they offer the solution to, and the solution is way worse than the problem, Then the problem often doesn't exist. They'll create it, or they'll just, uh, they'll either create it or cause it, and then offer you their totalitarian solutions. So this Dr. Cadillac seems to be having a come-to-Jesus moment. He's wanting to confess publicly that he covered up. Now, how big a deal is this? Um, Folks, we have become so desensitized to treason in this country that we, we, don't, even, it, we don't even blink an eye at it. We don't even bat an eye at it anymore. We, we don't even blink it. We don't, it doesn't rivet our souls. Yeah. We, we have become so desensitized to things that we have never seen before. I mean, when you have, when you have six out of seven CIA scientists say, this is a lab leak. This is COVID-19, SARS-CoV-2 is a lab leak. It is a lab-originated virus. And Anthony Fauci goes in and meets with all seven CIA agents and scientists and says, you know what, it isn't, and all of them change it and are all given um, uh, bribes, basically, for all intents and purposes, are bribed to change their opinion, just like Anthony Fauci did with his two leading scientists inside the NIH, that sent him via email that we're not allowed to see. It's all redacted. Again, why are Anthony Fauci's emails redacted? He's not a CIA agent. He's not in the NSA. He's a 
lab coat wearing epidemiologist who never ever actually saw any sort of viral uh, infection problem or viral outbreak. But these two scientists send him and say, this is a lab leak, Anthony. Anthony Fauci sends them both $5 million to change their opinion. That's exactly what happened. And they send them back email. Oh, you know, we've decided it's not a lab leak. It's the same. That's the same thing that they did with publications also. So here we have Dr. Cadillac for some reason is coming forward and deciding, you know what? I want to confess all this publicly. I don't know why. I think that they're, they're scared of being prosecuted. Because if you were, now, why would they want to tell you that it wasn't, espouse that it was not a lab leak when they knew that it was? Because then they're culpable for all the damages from what was a lab-borne virus that they funded. And illegally funded at that. They backdoored the Trump administration. Anthony Fauci did. Francis Collins did. Peter Daszak, EcoHealth Alliance, funded it through the EcoHealth Alliance to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation funded the Wuhan Institute of Virology to the tune of tens of millions of dollars. And the Chinese Academy of Sciences, which runs the Wuhan Institute of Virology, which is a level four bioweapons lab for the PLA. What in the world are we doing I mean, just, I mean, just logically, not, everything like I said, nothing rivets our souls anymore. Because I want you to think about this. For those of you that are older than 40, and you remember at least even tacitly the Soviet Union, can you imagine us doing a bioweapons collaboration with the Soviet Union? Why in the world are American taxpayer dollars going to a level four bioweapons lab inside of Wuhan, China, which is a level four bioweapons lab for the People's Liberation Army, why are we funding gain-of-function research? Why is um, Ralph Barrick from the University of North Carolina teaching Dr. G or Dr. Lee, can't remember which, the bat lady, G, yep. thank you, Aaron, teaching Dr. G how to do gain-of-function research and how to hide the fact that you did gain-of-function research? Right. Why is an American teaching our political ideological and military opponent how to create viruses, man-made viruses, and how to hide the fact that you created them. Why is that happening on a logical level? Even, even Barack Hussein Obama, one of the biggest, most predominant enemies that America has ever known, got rid of gain-of-function research. And, and Anthony Fauci reinstituted it via the Equal Health Alliance back during the Trump administration. So here's Dr. Cadillac coming out and admitting that they covered up, admitting it, out in the open air, we covered up that it was a lab leak, that this whole thing, that the COVID-19 was actually a man-made virus that was leaked out of a lab. Play for me, Will. I watched what was happening in the public domain and I listened to folks like uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci. And what he said was that the mutations of the virus were totally consistent with a jump from animals to humans. John Ratcliffe was the United States Director of National Intelligence, the head of 18 different agencies. What I found was that there wasn't any intelligence that supported that, nor was there any scientific data that we could find. In a world exclusive, an insider reveals private discussions he had with Anthony Fauci, where they deliberately decided to downplay the lab leak theory. 
Dr. Robert Kadlik was a high-ranking official in the US government's Preparedness and Response Department. He reported directly to the president, and he was also technically Fauci's superior. Here, for the first time, he opens up on camera. The key is not to let the story die, because there are people who would like it to kind of go away. It's really important to kind of keep people uh, focused on it, and, and I think there has to be accountability across the board. What discussions did you have with Anthony Fauci and others behind the scenes about deliberately deciding to turn down the temperature on a lab leak? Well, it was early on in the event when I did have the conversation with uh, Dr. Uh, Collins and Dr. Fauci. It was the intent then to get the White House involved. What we were trying to do was trying to make sure that politically that you would not get into a situation where people would make accusations or allegations. But quite honestly, what happened was the exact opposite. You and Fauci in those discussions just wanted to turn the rhetoric down. Is that correct? That was it. Cadlick says Fauci was worried about protecting his own reputation, and that could be why he diverted attention away from the lab leak. That would be a natural reaction of him or anybody, you know, particularly, you know, I think for him to saying, you know, what what could this do to me and to my to our institute as a consequence if we were found to have some culpability or some involvement in this? And I think what probably you know made that even more acute was the fact that they didn't have good visibility into what they were doing and what they were supporting. Uh, through the grants, through EcoHealth Alliance that went to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. I think that just, that just probably magnified that concern. It's pretty extraordinary to, to reveal the conversations that you had with Fauci and Collins. It's pretty extraordinary to publicly say that you did try to downplay the rhetoric around a bioweapon and a lab leak. Are you doing this interview in part because you feel guilty about that? I just feel like it it's an obligation that I have to, to kind of say what happened. And I think to factually try to portray this, uh, not to, to get sympathy or or forgiveness, but more to saying factually, here's here's what happened. This is what we tried to do. Did it work? No. Did it work? I mean, you you shouldn't want it to work. Remember, the, their goal was they didn't want people to make allegations. Didn't want people to allege what was true. They were trying to get people to not make allegations of the truth. They did not want people to actually say that this was a lab leak. This came, this was man-made. It's not just a lab leak. It was man-made and then leaked from the lab probably on purpose. They didn't want anybody to make allegations that were true. These are not, they're not allegations. They were trying to keep people from making factual statements. And he said, did we succeed? No. You shouldn't want to succeed. Right. This guy's still delusional. Why would you want to succeed in keeping people from stating what's true? And then these people are so convoluted, they still think because they're so absolutely delusional they still think that you know what it benefits people that they don't think that they don't know what's true they think it's you know what we we 
succeeded in some way of keeping people from saying that this was a lab leak. Why would you want to succeed like that? And why would you consider that to be success? Right. To be a liar. Doctor, I hate to say it because this guy's, I mean, he should suffer less of a penalty. Dr. Robert Cadillac, Anthony Fauci, and Francis Collins all need to be spending the rest of their life in federal prison. They were instituting policy and daily lying to the president of the United States. Anthony Fauci went up to a million podiums. I've been saying podiums over the last two podcasts a lot. Going up to a, a hundreds of podiums. Anthony Fauci getting his picture on all these magazines, whoring himself around, making $14 million during the pandemic. This, this guy was lying to the federal government, lying to the DNI. You had Radcliffe testifying right there that it was no intel to support natural origin. None. And Anthony Fauci was lying for all of that time. Why? From It's what we've been espousing on this podcast. You know, people can't say this. People like Steve Bannon can because he was on board from day one, and I came in after him. But people can't, most people can't say this. But we've been saying this from day one. Yep. Of 45 months and 15 days to flatten the curve. That Anthony Fauci has known from day one that this was his creation. He funded the creation and he was covering that up. We've been saying that from day one. And I, since I knew that from day one, I've been telling people, why as a Christian, why as a conservative, would you take the medical advice, the pandemic preparedness advice, from Anthony Fauci, who's a lifelong, devout, baby-butchering Democrat. Why would you do that? And lying to protect, according to Robert Cadillac, who was his boss, Anthony Fauci said that this cannot come out because it will damage my reputation. He was worried about his culpability. He was worried about his own liability. He very well should have been. These people are guilty of treason. Our country lost... At not even including the Biden administration, seven trillion dollars on COVID. Seven trillion. And to this day, nobody has sued China. Why have we not just canceled our debt to them? We owe China over a trillion dollars. Why has that not been canceled? Because the people that would make that decision were part of making this virus. Yeah. Creating this virus. The Democratic Party. And their supporters like the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So, you know, from day one, we've been saying it. Anthony Fauci is covering up for his own malfeasance. He needs to spend the rest of his life in federal prison for treason. $7 trillion. And again, just, just so everybody knows, $7 trillion was allegedly spent on COVID, but only $800 billion of the $700 trillion was actually spent on COVID, just so you know. The rest of it went to green energy deals and Democratic Party payoffs. And where the heck am I, Will? Uh, Jung? Is that where I'm at? Yes, sir. All right, here we go. Jung video, that's J-U-N-G video. The U.S. health official working for Dr. Anthony Fauci raised serious health questions. So here's more Fauci culpability. Health concerns about the Wuhan lab taking a tour back in 2017. The staffer was concerned after learning that the lab had security issues. Fox News report. Play it for me. I'm Bill Hemmer. Good morning at home. We're now learning a U.S. health official working for Dr. Fauci raised serious safety concerns six years ago in 2017 after taking a tour of the lab in Wuhan, China's first ever level four biosafety lab for handling dangerous pathogens. The U.S. official was shocked and alarmed after learning the lab was considering plans to reverse engineer the deadly Ebola virus. 
But when she told superiors before writing her report, she was ordered to delete any reference to Ebola. Well, more on this. Rich Edson follows it up on what they knew and why they might want to hide that critical information. Rich, hello to you. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Bill. This U.S. health worker toured the Wuhan Institute of Virology just as it was about to open its most secure lab. And Chinese officials were admitting they needed more expertise to operate it. This is the same facility that some believe U.S. officials started COVID-19 with an accidental lab leak. The U.S. health official touring the lab worked for the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. That's part of the National Institutes of Health or NIH. In emails obtained by Fox, she wrote to other NIH officials that, during her tour, a technician at the Wuhan lab complained it was illegal to import Ebola to China to study it. The NIH worker then wrote to other department officials, quote, I remember he said that since they don't have the Ebola virus, they had, quote, considered using reverse genetics to create the virus. I was shocked to hear what he said that. I also worry the reaction of people in Washington when they read this. The technician is only a worker, not a decision maker, nor a PI, principal investigator. So how much we should believe what he said. She wrote, if that got out, it would be difficult to get more information about the lab. Two days later, she received the reply, quote, as we discussed, delete that comment. That detail never made it into her official report. Former U.S. officials say this is just one of many concerns about that lab. Well, it highlights we don't know enough about what really is going on at, at the Wuhan Institute of Virology, whether they're hiding some of their research. Uh, they're just not being truthful. We asked the NIH to comment on omitting these details from the final cable and whether NIH officials had or have any concerns about the Wuhan lab. We did not get a response to those. Again, though, why are we collaborating with the PLA? Why, why in the world is this even an issue? Why are we having discussions about... We don't really know what they're doing in Wuhan. Uh, do we know what they're doing in downtown Tehran? Tehran, do we have any idea? We don't know what they're doing in downtown London. Why in the world are we collaborating with our military opponent, with our number one enemy on the globe, which is the PLA, the People's Liberation Army, and the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party? Why in the world are we collaborating in any way, shape, or form? Again, we just we have these reports coming out of Fox News. Why not bad-mouthing Fox News? I'm just saying, why is everyone not just riveted of, why are we even there? Right. Why are we sharing anything with, with people who, with, with a country that wants to blow us off the face of the earth? That'd be like, that would be like Israel sharing bioweapons secret with, secrets with Hamas. What in, the world are we, what in the world are we doing there? And then when you actually have an honest, uh, Staffer for the for the for the NIH say you know what the, the people over there, he comes up with another staffer at uh, talks to another staffer at the Wuhan Institute of Virology and that staff that Chinese staffer says you know what we're not allowed to legally import Ebola so we're going to manipulate a virus and make our own Ebola <laughs> found that to be a little bit disturbing and the NIH's response under Francis Collins was delete that comment off your report why would that see that's treason. Why are you protecting? This is like Mark Milley calling China during during the last days of the Trump administration. Say, don't worry, I won't I won't let Trump do anything to you. Can, you. can you imagine that? Yeah. You have the chairman of the Joint Chiefs calling our number one ideological, political, and military opponent on the planet, our number one threat economically and militarily on the planet, calling them up and saying, Don't worry, you've got a whore in me. 
Don't worry, don't worry, CCPPLA. I am your bent over, butt cheek grabbing whore. That's Mark Milley, white rage Milley. <laughs> don't worry, I'll keep Trump from doing anything to you. That's treason. That's absolutely, he doesn't even have the right to make that phone call. People talk about, well, he didn't really say it. He doesn't even have the right to make the phone call. Again, why does not breaches of logic bother us anymore? Yeah. I know that I'm preaching to the choir 635 that are watching right now. I'm just telling you, why, does, why do these breaches of logic not even rivet our souls anymore? Why, why is the chairman of the Joint Chiefs talking, uh, have a direct line to China? That's illegal. He has to go up through the chain of command, which is the commander-in-chief, which was Donald Trump at the time. I don't care that he had 10 days left in his administration. It doesn't matter. What he did was a treasonous act. It doesn't even bother people. They, they start to defend it. It's just like, it's just like and I don't mean to digress, but it's just like people talking about Joe Biden and his classified compartmented documents that he has that he cannot legally, legally be in possession of. There's no way for him to legally be in possession of them. You got him as a senator. And he got him as the vice president. He, it has been proven that he took him out of uh, out of secured skiffs. Those are all felonies. Every single document. He's got 1,850 boxes of illegal documents. There is no way, it, 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 what, what the Krasensteins will say, C, MSNBC, CNN, ABC, CBS, NBC, they'll all say, well, he cooperated with the investigation. Okay, well, that's interesting. So if a murderer, an axe murderer, hands you their axe and says, here's where the bodies are buried, they don't go to prison because they cooperate with the investigation. doesn't matter that he cooperated with the investigation. There is no justifiable reason for him to be in possession of those documents. There is no way that he didn't commit felonies. And what people just say, well, he cooperated. We don't let logic rule us anymore. We don't let truth and fact rule us anymore. It's all sort of just visceral, emotional bull crap. There's no way that he didn't commit multiple felonies. He did. Yeah. There's no way he cannot be in legal possession of those documents. Well, what about Donald Trump? Donald Trump's got nothing to do with Joe Biden. Nothing to do with him. I can talk about Donald Trump. You have the Presidential Record Act, Record Act, which which gives him the legal right to be in possession of every single one of the documents he's being tried for under Jack Smith. Yep. But that doesn't even have anything to do with it. Joe Biden, there's no, what about Donald Trump? What the, you diverting and, 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 and distracting. It's got nothing, it's got absolutely nothing to do with the absolute facts of the case. Absolute facts of the case when it comes to the Wuhan Institute of Virology are why are we there? Why are we even there? It makes absolutely no sense at all. All right, let me go on to this. Let me switch to a vaccine, vaccine segment here. Ryan Cole speaking. This is a vigilant Fox video. The Pfizer, Pfizer, uh, Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine injected into billions of arms was not the same one used in Pfizer clinical trials. Play for me, Will. For the trials, at least for Pfizer, there's a, a very synthetic PCR-type process in making what makes up the, the mRNA sequence for these shots. That's what was given to 40,000 people, was this very deliberate, synthetic, engineered, attempt at precision type process. And this is dub process one. That's yeah, dub right. process one. Yeah, yeah. In terms of getting a lot of this made for billions of people, a second process was used, which was only tested on about 252 people instead of 40,000 people.
And that was taking this complementary DNA sequence that is like the reverse pattern of the spike to make your cell make the, well, to make mRNA a message, and then your body would make that protein in your cells. So there was a, a big old switcheroo. We did the trials on this very controlled synthetic process. And then last minute, we snuck under the radar and said, but we're gonna make all the rest of them using something we barely tested. And then that's what got rolled out into billions of people's arms. So it was kind of a bait and switch. So please understand this when, when it comes to this. So they did a, I'll just make it in real simplistic terms. They did a trial of the vaccine, this is Pfizer, did a, their, their vaccine trial on 40,000 people using a fake vaccination. A very benign, very uh, uh, harmless, quote unquote harmless vaccination that didn't, that didn't cause your body to produce S-spike proteins. S-spike proteins which cause capillary blood clotting, pulmonary embolisms, uh, pericarditis, mericarditis, and everything else. So, so you have a antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome, everything. I, I, I spent 30 minutes on this, but I want to actually talk about this story. So in their fake, when they were developing their fake vaccination, so that they, they remember none of it's, and again, all of this, you can't even, you can't even really build a story off of it because you can't say, this is what they did to get FDA approval because they never did get FDA approval. Right. They never got it. So you're like, yeah, but they've said this is an FDA approved. Nothing's, not, not one shot has been put, not one COVID-19 vaccination has been put into the arm of any American citizen that's FDA approved, including the military, which yeah. violates their military contract. Right. So everyone has a class action lawsuit if you want it. And I don't care what they say. This is, you, Pfizer can be sued because of this. They can be sued if they lied about their vaccine trial data. They can be sued. They can be sued under the Nuremberg Code for lying about their vaccine trial data, and that's what they did here. So they had 40,000 people in the fake vaccine trial, which was a very benign, fake, non-gene-manipulating vaccine. And then they got everybody's tacit, not FDA approval, everybody's tacit approval. Look how safe and secure this thing is, right? But then they decided to make that bad boy mRNA spike producing, and they only tested that with 252 people. And then they rolled that out to the entire world to five to six billion to seven billion people that got vaccinated with it, right? So that's what they actually did. They, they, they had their fake trial with 40,000. Now, what they did was they said, look, it has been tested. And there's, I don't know the words, Aaron, if you think of the words, Will, if you think of the words that are better than my vocabulary, please use them because I can't think of the words. But what they did was they lied to everybody and said, look, this was tested. It was tested in 40,000 people. No, it was tested in 252. Their vaccines were, their vaccines were tested in 40,252 people. The actual vaccine was only tested in 252 people. Right. So they just muddy up the waters. That's what I'm talking about. If you can think of a better word than that, please use it. Mm. Chime in, either one of you, because I want, because you're like, there's got to be a way to frame. There's no way to frame this level of deception. Yeah. They tested the vaccine that they put into billions of arms with 252 people. 
And I'd love to see what that data actually came back as, because I guarantee you, out of that 252 people, more people got COVID than were vaccinated than were unvaccinated. More people died of COVID who were vaccinated than unvaccinated. But we don't have that data. So I just want, I want to put it out. Go ahead, Aaron. Well, I was going to say, they're combining it kind of similar to the way that they did flu, pneumonia, all of that, those pick deaths, right, to try to make COVID seem like it's got bigger numbers. Right. So they're basically doing the same thing. It's just combining something and saying the overall thing is this number, right? Yeah, right. And it takes you years to get to the bottom of that data. Right. It's out now. And these people, Albert Borla needs to spend the rest of his life in prison. He's a liar. He's caused the deaths of millions of people right now. Statistical data is showing in excess death rates that did not exist pre-COVID vaccine rollout. 17 million people have died so far. So far. And we are two years into this vaccination program, roughly. All right, Pell M tweet. Just wanted to show you this when it came to the vaccinations because this is an excellent timeline. Uh, Bill Gates uh, purchased shares in BioNTech, which is Pfizer's partner in Germany. In September of... It's weird, weird. I mean, it's just so weird <laughs> how this all works. And you got... Let's see now. Oh, gosh. I mean, I, again, I, it's 948. I could, I could be here till 1148 <laughs> on this slide alone. True. On this slide alone. So yeah, Bill, Bill, Bill Gates purchased shares in BioNTech, Pfizer's partner, in mRNA COVID shot technology. Now, we just found out that Moderna had already developed COVID-19 shots also in 2018. So everybody knows. Absolute fact, indisputable, undeniable fact. So Bill Gates buys these shares in BioNTech, which is Pfizer, um, which is, by the way, the BioNTech is the ones that have developed the only FDA-approved drug, which is Comirnaty, which has not been shot into any arm in America. Right. Just so you know. So he buys, he buys, the, he buys the shares of BioNTech. It's strangely in September of 2019. Now, nobody even heard of COVID-19. We know Bill Gates did because Bill Gates is sending tens of millions of dollars to the Wuhan Institute of Virology and the Chinese Academy of Sciences for gain-of-function research, while Anthony Fauci is doing the same through the Equal Health Alliance of Peter Daszak. And you have Ralph Barrick, who is basically a partner with Anthony Fauci, teaching Dr. G, the bat lady, how to do gain-of-function research and hide it. All that's happening right now while Bill Gates, all, while Bill Gates is funding the formation and the creation of the virus, he's, he's funding, he's buying shares into its solution. Right. He's buying shares into its vaccination to allegedly solve the problem that he is creating. Should spend the rest of his life in prison for treason, for a bioweapons attack on his own country. In September, so he buys these shares in biotech. Strangely, in September of 2019, when none of us had ever heard the word COVID-19. But then one month later, where was Billy at? Where was Billy at one month later? Where was Billy at? Does anybody know? Aaron, you know? I don't. Where was he at? You do. Yeah. Event 201. Oh, oh, duh, yeah. One month later yeah. at Event 201. So, Billy, let's make sure, and I know this is redundant, but you can write these down on timeline so you got it all framed in your mind. So, Billy is funding the creation of the virus that he is now <laughs> buying shares for its vaccination. Right. Then now he's putting together Event 201, which is a worldwide response war gaming conference on how to deal with an outbreak of coronavirus. That's right. And who's there? Um, the PLA's there. The Wuhan Institute of Virology's there. Their C they're basically, what I'm saying is, their version of the CDC is there. 
as well as Moderna's there. Of course, Pfizer and BioTech there are there. Our current DNI is there under the Biden administration. Defense, uh, our, uh, our, uh, our currency, I can't, I can't remember her name. It's off my head, but I lost it. But anyway, so she's, she's there. Avril, Avril Haines. Avril she Haines. was there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I knew it was coming to my head. Our current DNI, she's there. Strange, isn't it? Our current DNI was at the, was at event 201. That's, that's weird, isn't it? I mean, literally, that was in October of 2019, and we're all going to hear about COVID in a month and a half from there. And they just happened to pick the word coronavirus. Again, why doesn't, and again, the 625 people that are watching right now, this doesn't apply to you. It applies to everybody else. It applies to a lot of other people, not, not to everybody else, but you know what I mean. People that are not of our ilk. How does this not rivet your soul? Like, this should absolutely shut everything down. That you have a man funding the development of a virus that he's now buying stocks into its vaccine and then putting together Event 201. Who put together Event 201? Does anybody remember? Do you remember, Aaron? I do. Here it is. Ready? Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and the World Economic Forum. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the ones who put together Event 201. How does that not rivet people's souls that the creators of the problem are doing a conference on how to solve the problem and how to financially benefit themselves in solving the problem? How does that, how does that not rivet people's souls? Just logically go, Bill Gates is a monster and an absolute criminal. So Bill Gates purchased uh, 1 million, roughly 1 million shares, 1,038,000 shares at pre-public offering price of $18 per share. Jeez. Good deal for Billy. Gates stumped his stocks in November of 2021 at an average sale price of $300 per share. That's pretty good. That's pretty, that's pretty much $300 times a million. That's what he made. That's pretty much what he made. So that's, that's, that's where he's at. So basically, it's about $282 times a million. That's what he made. Just so everybody knows. Gates, on the same day, said we need a new way of doing the vaccines because the vaccines didn't stop transmission despite all his previous claims. To the contrary, numerous times over and over is claiming that it stopped transmission. So Bill Gates made hundreds of millions of dollars off of COVID vaccines that were the solution to the problem that he created inside the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And then put together, along with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the World Economic Forum, put together Event 201 one month prior to everybody discovering COVID-19. That's the facts. That's the absolute facts. Got to show you this. Switching subjects now. Just going to what I call cabal finance. We need to be watching this. I have a whole segment. Got it right here. I call it the mark, which I'm not going to be able to get into. The mark of the beast out of Revelation 13, 16, and 17. And people think that's right wing. The Bible is not right wing conspiracy. The Bible is fact. The Bible is never wrong. It causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And then no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his name. That is where this is, whether Bill, Bill Gates knows, even though he's in development right now, with Gavi MasterCard for Quantum Dot Tattoo Technology, which is an implantable tattoo that is a biometrically a biometric reader of your entire body planted that is implanted on your body. So it's a biometric tattoo which is visible. Was that will that will that be what's on your right hand or on your forehead? I don't know. We'll fi- we'll find out as, uh, as as time goes by. Whether Bill Bill Gates knows that he's a that he's a shill and a pawn. For the Antichrist spirit, I don't know. It doesn't matter. He still is. It's what he is. He is a pawn. Whether he knows he is a shill in a pond or not, it doesn't matter. That's what he is. 
But that is the overall plan. That is the overall plan. The other over, there's many plans, okay? Like I said, the overall agenda is to leverage you into a one-world commerce system with a single access point to all commerce, controlled by people like Bill Gates and Joe Biden, the DNC, Klaus Schwab, and numerous other institutions. That's the plan, to control everything. Everything, everything is that plan. There's many different tactics, whether it's lawlessness, transgenderism, climate change, pandemics, CBDCs, social credit systems. It is all about people trying to control your life. That's all that it is. And you have to, when you, when you see it and you know it, you, you can comply and buy yourself a month or two, or you can stand and possibly save us for a century. That's yeah. what you have to do. So here's what this section here, I'm calling it Cabal Finance. Big Fish tweet, just to show you this. This is the plan. This is the plan. $2,746 extra a year per household. I don't know about, I'll ask everybody in the room here. That hurts. Yeah. $3,000 extra a year. Oh, you got yeah. a spare? You got no. a spare, Will? Okay. No. Extra a year per household and every one in 200 acres being used for clean energy. Pure insanity, bottom part. Whitmer, wretched witless, signs clean energy package. Here's how much it will cost you. So allegedly every person, this is what they're doing in Canada too. What they're doing in Canada is so actually funny. Justin Trudeau gives you a tax rebate. So what this how it works. So you have to pay a carbon tax. And whenever you hear Pierre Polovev talk, he talks about Axe the Tax. This is what he's talking about when you saw it on the pregame. So you pay like $1,700 a year on this tax, but then you get a rebate of $346. <laughs> and, and, and you'll have Trudeau go up and say, you know, Polovev says, ax the tax saves you $1,700. And, and then you'll have Trudeau come and say, you're, you're wanting to get rid of everybody's rebate. Yeah, exactly. That's just like what we talked about earlier. And, and, and talked about over numerous podcasts here. You have Americans that they're during COVID that couldn't, couldn't pay their mortgages but you could get a tax rebate if you put up solar panels on your house. Your mortgage is going down, but they'll give you $600 back on $10,000 worth of solar panels. You can't make a $1,500 mortgage payment, but you'll get $600 back if you put $10,000 worth of solar panels on your house. <laughs> right. That's who these people are. And by the way, you're like, it's illogical, it's nonsensical. Yeah, if it's illogical and nonsensical, it's nefarious. There's a plan behind it. When you have Whitmer, thank you for leaving that up because I need to be able to read it. You have Whitmer charging everybody in Canada now Basically, three thousand just for ease of conversation, three thousand dollars, and one out of every two hundred acres has now been designated for clean energy. What is that for? Does she care about CO two levels? No, she cares about controlling you, so they can so they can bankrupt you, and then eventually you have to come in on what's called a guaranteed monthly income, that is a monthly uh, stipend from the government. So if now you depend on them. So if you depend on them, they can manipulate your behavior by holding back your money. Go to the next one for me, Will. I don't even know where. Okay, the counter signal video. Here's Trudeau. Same sort of thing. I'll explain. Play it for me. Just behind me on my right, uh, this apartment building at Pat Bailey Square was built with the help of federal loans. And Mark, as you said, you were at that announcement uh, back in 2019. And now more than 300 people and families have new homes in this apartment. And we continue to build and build even faster. As you can see, there's another project or two being built on my left, where the crane is. Uh, and Mark, you were there to announce that one as well two years ago. These are all real results 
for Canadians. So since this idiot has taken charge of Canada over the last eight years, they have two million people now in food lines. Now, it's not that big a country. I can't remember, Aaron, what you found for me, how big a country it is. But two million people are now in food lines. They're bankrupting everybody on purpose. He is doing the same thing to Canada that the Democratic Party and many Republicans have done to America by uh, putting them so far into debt, the billions and billions of dollars in debt. They weren't in debt before Trudeau. Now they're in debt. Now Republicans and Democrats have do that, done that here, so I don't want to just blame Democrats. But it's primarily the Democrats who, who continue to uh, just sabotage us into more and more and more debt. So sink us into more and more debt. There's only 32 million people, 32, 39 million people in, in Canada. Two million of those 39 million are now in food lines. That's a large percentage, folks. It's huge. That is a huge percentage of people that are now in food lines under this idiot. Now look at what he's doing here. He's building 15-minute cities, bankrupting people, and now you have a government apartment complex that you can move into with government money. So you know what? If you're going to move into a government apartment complex in a 15-minute city with government money, then now you're completely dependent on the government, so now they can tell you what to do. They can now control your behavior, leverage you into a one-world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by them, guaranteed monthly incomes, bankrupt you. He bankrupted people, closed their business during COVID, closing their businesses because of climate change. Whitmer's doing the same thing, bankrupting people in Michigan so she can move them into, watch, I guarantee you, I guarantee you yeah. that if she's the governor for the next few years, you're going to see her do the same thing. Look at the apartment complexes we built for everybody. Now that you're bankrupt, again, it's just like the Fouch, man. <laughs> it's just like Fauci. It's just like, you know, it's just like Bill Gates. Bill Gates causing the problem, funding the problem on purpose, creating COVID-19, and then buying stocks, and it's alleged solution. So he profits the whole time, just like this idiot profits the whole time. Profits the entire time, causes the problem, and then offers you the solution. And it always benefits the person who causes the problem. So that, that's the whole world. Leverage you in that one world commerce system. I bet you right now, you will see Gretchen Whitmer say, you know what? We are having terrible economic times. I'm like, again, why does, not, why does logic not rule the day? We're having terrible times because of you. Right. Why do people continue to elect this idiot? If you're one of the two million people in a food line right now, we're like this with Joe Biden right now. How could you possibly vote for Joe Biden when your food prices are up 40%? How can you possibly vote for the man? But they will. Because I don't think a lot of people mind being moved into a 15-minute city and have their lives controlled. Here's your guaranteed monthly stipend, your guaranteed monthly income now. They don't have to worry about it because they're always going to vote Democrat, so they'll always be happily controlled. They'll have a nice, short, 50-year life because they're 57 times vaccinated. They'll have 88 pulmonary embolisms because they just want a working class a nice, young, working class. They don't take care of you when you're older. They want to kill you off with all their vaccines, i.e. lower the Earth's population using vaccines. Who, who said that? The TED Talk. That would be Billy Gates. Yep. And lo and behold, so he's bankrupting Canadians, causing the problem, then offering his solution. It's 15-minute government, apart, government finance apartment buildings that you can move in with your guaranteed monthly income. All controlled now. You will vote for Trudeau. You, you will be anti-gun. You will be pro lopping off penises, breasts, and genitals. You will be. You will. You will do. You. You will be pro those things. You will be pro World Economic Forum, 
or you're not going to get your monthly stipend. He will kick you out of, out of your building into the Canadian cold. That's leverage. That's what I'm talking about. That is leverage. Let me show you this. Malcolm Roberts' video. Digital ID uh, bill passes first of three stages in Australia. Play for me. Senator Roberts. Thank you. The Labor government is pushing ahead with their globalist control agenda by introducing the digital identity bill. This proposal is nothing more than a 21st century version of Soviet Russia's favorite measure. Papers, please. It's 60 years since Democrat President Robert, uh, John F. Kennedy correctly identified the political left were becoming the party of control and the political right were becoming the party fighting for basic freedoms. President Kennedy saw the Albanese government control agenda coming, although he may, not, may have been disbelieving of the quality of the politician who would attempt to turn Australia into a digital prison. For Senator Gallagher to say the MyGov ID is not compulsory is blatant misinformation. For years, every government touchpoint has been requiring MyGov IDs. The Director's ID legislation, for example, didn't mention MyGov, yet every applicant was required to get a MyGov ID. Two million Australians were coerced into getting a MyGov ID just so they could continue as a director of their own company. Centrelink won't talk to you without a MyGov ID. The reason 10 million Australians have a MyGov ID is because 10 million Australians were coerced into getting one, forced. This week, the Senate was going to consider the Identity Verification Services Bill, which would have allowed private companies to hold facial biometric data for every Australian over 16, facilitating an identity check for routine actions like ATM withdrawals and travel arrangements. The cash ban bill, which One Nation were instrumental in removing from the notice paper in the last parliament, was designed to phase out cash so that electronic purchases would be the only payment option and so that facial recognition could be linked to every significant transaction. Control is the garment being weaved by multiple pieces of legislation across successive governments. It is liberty dying the death of a thousand cuts. The digital ID is the final coup de grace. Thank you very much, Senator Roberts. And you all, and some people need to be aware of this. And I said the mask was the precursor to the beast. Had somebody laugh over me. How do you feel about it now, you stupid idiot? But here's the thing. This, this is what happens when you cave. And you're like, there was a logical reason to cave. There was never a logical reason to cave. The, the, this, was this even close to happening? That's Malcolm Roberts, by the way, Malcolm Roberts' video. Was this even close to happening in 2019? Do you ever hear about digital ID uh, bill passing in any, in any uh, Five Eyes country in, on the planet? No. Nope. No. Didn't hear anything about it. This was all ushered in by Christian capitulation. This was all ushered in by conservative capitulation. You decided if you were one of those people, and probably not of the 637 people that are on right now, you probably weren't one of those that did it. But if you decided, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quarantine my healthy family because if I don't, people <laughs> will consider me to be lacking compassion and I'm a grandma killer. I'm going to wear a mask that makes absolutely no sense. And worst of all, I'm going to pretend that a 99.9% .9 survival virus isn't 99.9% .9 survival. Matter of fact, I'm going to pretend it's the bubonic plague because that's what everybody else is doing. And I'm such a spineless little cuck that I'm going to do that. This is why, this is why we've been saying on this podcast for the last 45 months, here we are. You ever COVID's over? COVID is really over? Is it really over when it was used? to usher in digital ID bill that's passing in Australia? 
Is it really over? Nope. It's not over. Is it's, it was used as a launching pad to usher in Revelation chapter 13, 16, and 17, totalitarianism. The labor government is pushing ahead with their globalist control agenda by introducing digital ID, digital ID bill. This proposal is nothing more than a 21st century version of Soviet Russia's fa- favorite measure. Sh- papers, please. Senator Gallagher says, my, my gov idea is not compulsory. That, this is what they always say. I've said this a bunch of times. It always starts off as, this is not mandatory. Right. All right, well, they, they say that it's not mandatory. And that's the, same, that's the same that we showed you this video, where you had the uh, OSHA, OSHA in America, say that we weren't forcing vaccinations on corporations before Joe Biden lost in federal court where they were forcing the vaccination on any company with more than 100 employees. Yeah. And they said, we didn't force on anybody. They could choose not to do it. Only problem is, is you get fined 100 grand per violation. <laughs> yeah. So if you have 50 employees that, that decide out of your two, 300 employees that don't want the vaccination, you get a $500,000 fine. You, that, that business is finished. So that's not compulsory. That's what they owe. And that's, by the way, per day. Right. It's uh, it's five hundred thousand a day. That's not compulsory, and that's what you know, people are like. Well, I just won't get the ID. Okay, the problem is, is that now everything is linked to the ID. You can't get a bank account without it. Yep. You can't get a plane ticket without it. Can't get a credit card without it. Well, I'll just go to. I'll just have cash. They've eliminated cash, or they are about to eliminate cash. So your only chance to you can't get a CBDC account without Gov ID. That's what it's called. It's called MyGov ID. They always try to make it sound so palpable <laughs> and so personal. It's MyGov ID. It's MyGov ID. Ugh. But the problem, people are always like, well, I'll, I'll get gold. There's no access to gold without Gov, Gov ID. Yeah. You can't go online without it. You can't have a Twitter account without it. You can't have it on a Facebook account. That's what I mean. That's what's called leverage. You can't function in society without their singular access point. Without going through their singular access point, i.e., my gov ID that they now govern. You can't get my gov ID without their approval. And then they can pull my gov ID whenever they want. You vote incorrectly, you're not for the latest Australian gun ban, you lose my gov ID. And your gov ID has access to your bank accounts. You're like, I'll just, I'll just go without it. You can't because all the banks. Hooked up to the MyGov ID, what would you call it, Aaron? System. system. Yeah. All the tech is intertwined. Yeah. I'll just use cash. They're outlawing cash. And you won't be able to get in it. You won't be able to access. Say there was cash. Where's the cash at? Unless you got 500 <laughs> Gs and you're safe at home. Cash at the bank. And the only way to get your cash out is MyGov ID. Yep. That's leverage. They leverage you into that one world commerce system with a singular access point, which will be an, a MyGov ID on your right hand or on your forehead eventually, but it'll start off as a QR code on your phone. And that's your access point. And the only way to get that is to comply. The only way to gain access is through capitulation and compliance. That's the point. Yep. I mean, you have to be pro abortion, pro trans, pro communism, pro socialism. Prolopping off penises, uh, testicles and breasts. Pro-World Economic Forum, pro-China, 
or you won't get your gov pass, your my gov ID. You know, again, people will say, "Well, I just won't do it." You have no access to anything. You have to stand now. You need, listen. If you didn't stand back with masks, you better start standing now. If you didn't stand back with, you were quarantining your healthy family. Well, you know, here we are in quarantine. If you're one of those idiots, <laughs> and I'm, and let me just repeat that so everybody's clear. One of those idiots that put out uh, pictures of yourself on Facebook, quarantine day one, quarantine day seventeen. With your healthy family for a 99.9% survival virus, you're quarantining yourself away from a 99.9% survival virus. How stupid do you, I mean, again, how stupid can you be and still breathe? <laughs> it's, I mean, it's literally like, you know what, there's a little summer shower out there, little <laughs> rain coming down, no lightning, no thunder, it's a little summer shower, yeah. and I've put up my hurricane shutters. <laughs> and right. hiding inside for the next day. That's what you did. That's how stupid you were. If, that, if you were one of them, again, I'm probably preaching to the choir, 624 watching right now. And again, like and share, like and share as much as you can. They probably won't let you share it on Facebook. I'm always banned. More, I'm currently banned off of YouTube. Screw all those people. You know, I, that's where I miss cussing because I'd say what Elon Musk said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. But anyway, you have to stand now. Love you all. 12 minutes into overtime. Listen, one heck of a freaking post game. Stick around for the post game. Stick around for it. Let's see how many people we can keep out of 633 that are on right now. Love you all. This is pure videos. I don't know. What do you think, Aaron? Five, ten minutes worth? Yeah. Somewhere in there yeah. in the post game. Stick around for him. Back here Saturday night for our short, our short show, which is on the Christian Television Network. Also, just a pure little, quick little 55, 56 minutes of fury Saturday night at 1030. Still trying to decide whether we want to do more of these podcasts or not, maybe five days a week. I don't know. We'll <laughs> see. I love doing them. Maybe shorten them down one hour at a time. I don't know. Would I ever stick to one hour? I don't know. It's hard to, hard to imagine. But I can't stick right now. We're at 102 minutes, and I'm supposed to do 90. All right. Love you all. See you Saturday night. One last thing. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Good night. If you really want happiness, you want peace, you want joy, if you want victory, you want a great marriage, whatever it is that you want, it's the power of the Holy Ghost. And that comes through salvation. That comes through receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you don't, everything else is a waste of time. Okay, well, we win the presidency. Okay, well, you'll be empty. You will be. It doesn't work. Nothing, nothing works but God. You can fight it all you want. You can waste your whole life. This isn't even the message yet. This is all for free. You can waste your whole life chasing something else. You can. You're not designed for anything but, but to be the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. You'll waste your whole life looking for other things. Nothing works. No guy will work. No girl will work. No thing will work. No job will work. No vacation will work. No destination will work. Nothing. You're not designed for it. Again, it's like, it's like running a tractor in a Formula One race. It doesn't work. You can try it. You can be out on the track and participate, but it doesn't work. So I urge you, I urge you, dive into God.